You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour number two of WEEI Football Sunday doing business as Fitzy and Hart and or the Six Rings show. And we are happy to now be joined for the final time as we bid the football season farewell by our friend and yours, Tom E. Curran, Ultimate Patriots Insider from NBC Sports Boston and NBCSportsBoston.com. He's brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight, holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help business maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran joins us, of course, on the Harbor One Hotline. Good morning, Mr. Curran. How was your Super Bowl week out in Arizona, fella? You know, it's, it's, you never want to be in a position where you're like, no, nah, that's stunk. It, it's a lot. But it's always unbelievable to be at kind of the epicenter of the league and have an opportunity to to see everything, to experience everything, to get the vibe. But I'm, I was never, I'm never unhappy to come home because the week just turns into a thing. <laughs> it is. But it it's a good. whole. That's what Andy was saying earlier, Tom. And I've been out there for a couple as well for various outlets and such. And it's a thing. It's like it's more than a to do. It's more than a production. It's like a real. Unless you experience, I think the Super Bowl itself is a bit overrated because it's so long and you know the last game and it's so corporatized. But the week itself leading up. It's it's become this beast like it's well, the football Mardi Gras. It's just unless you actually it, get out there and experience it from a fans or a media perspective, you just don't understand how huge it is. And I think from a media perspective, we generally get out there um, from NBC Sports Boston on Sunday night. So you're there Sunday night, then Monday's very tepid day and everybody's just kind of walking around the shallow end of the pool, splashing each other and talking quiet. By the time Wednesday and Thursday come, everyone is pouring off the planes, the fans are coming in, and you've been there for three days, busting your ass. You're like, oh, here we go. Now the, now here come the noisy Philly fans. Get me out of here. <laughs> so that's it. But, yeah. again, always a great experience to just, just be there and, and luxuriate in the National Football League. Tom, oh, am for I, sure. Am yeah. I wrong to uh, feel like Patriots fans are threatened by – Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's why they are uh, seemingly a large group of them supporting the Eagles today? I think we foisted that upon the fandom as a media group insisted on something to feed the content ma. I really do. I, I mean, we keep, I keep opening our emails, NBC Sports Boston, for what are we going to talk about on our shows, and it keeps circling back to that. And I think practically speaking, there's just no comparison. I just don't think... Patriots fans feel threatened to the extent that we are putting that on them. I think you're always going to be dismissive of, you know, 
the new Vogue thing after you've been the new Vogue thing. Like, they couldn't do it like we could. The same way we are with the 86 Celtics. I mean, come on. it's People still around here are insistent upon the 86 Celtics omnipotence. And it's unbelievable. And you can put them there with anybody. But it is dubious to think that, as unbelievable as they are, that physically they could have kept up with some of the great teams of now. It wasn't a physical game. But what I'm saying is I'll always cling to that 86 Celtics team and make a coaching argument because that was part of who I was and it's in my DNA. But you don't need to be as threatened as we feel or as we're putting it on the fandom to be feeling. So, Tom, you think I'm a liar, you- don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I never. You Why know, do you think like, I'm a liar? Do you think people are really threatened? I mean, I yes, do. I do. I do. Okay, I think I do a lot too, of the, Tom. I honestly, a lot of fans here, are. Let me explain this to you. Then there's a difference between threatened and having a good face discussion as to Gronk or Kelsey, and it really isn't much of a discussion unless you want to cling to, oh well, Gronk was hurt a lot. Whatever. <laughs> it's not the discussion. Who was a better tight end? Who was? Who's a wide receiver? Who's a tight end? Who's a classic tight end? Um, you want to have a Brady Mahomes discussion? If you want to have a good faith argument discussion, it's it's not hard. It's it's Brady and will be Brady for a long time. The dynasty itself, the the Patriots won three and four years. If these guys lose today, they'll lose their second three. So it's not threatened. It's just it's it's a dubious argument. It, it is, but I feel like the reason why Andy said threatened is because they they. You know, Patriots fans, understandably so, you know, now that Tom is retired, people have come back to the second time we think, you know, people have come back around to like re-embracing the Brady era and they want to hold that near and dear and feel the superiority once again that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in their 20-year double dynastic run lent to all of us in the region and thinking that Mahomes and Reed could win their second five straight and at AFC championships, which is super freaking impressive, they could mm-hmm. start encroaching. And, and it's also... A byproduct of Super Bowl week, Tom. Like, good Lord, if I have to hear one more conversation of who's the GOAT or who's the new GOAT, I mean, that's that's why this week can be a little suffocating, if you will. You know what I mean? Right, but I don't think... Okay, I guess what I'm getting at is anybody feeling threatened is not logically speaking that, not looking at it logically. No matter how often the media says, oh, you guys, you guys are worried about Kansas City, aren't you? And I think the general tenor would be, no, you guys keep bringing it up, and I have to keep pointing out to you why it doesn't make any sense. So if a Patriots, and I'm saying that in the voice of a normal Patriots fan, if a Patriots fan says that, I think that you're going to have people who are going to cluck, cluck, and say, yeah, you feel threatened. No, I'm just operating on logic here. So there's a difference. uh, How about a normal Patriots fan uh, looking forward to Malcolm Butler's book and documentary in which he will spill the beans about why he didn't play in the Super Bowl. Isn't that cool? That That's another aspect of being a Patriots fan, too, because <laughs> yeah. when it lasts as long as it does, there's all these little Easter eggs dropped along the way that we really don't know the story to. Little aspects, and that's the biggest one. That's the biggest Easter egg to have unveiled. Um, the more we heard from Malcolm, though, the less concrete it sounded Mm-hmm. The project. <laughs> yes, it did. So, it, very weird. He was promoting something that seems like we may never actually see. Yeah. So, I mean, just spill the beans. What was it? What was it? Was it, you know, you weren't ready to play? Was it you had an altercation with the coaching staff? In the end, the bottom line is the Patriots made a decision to sit a healthy Malcolm Butler 
during the Super Bowl in which Patrick Chung was out of place, James Ahedable was on the field way more than he needed to be. Some of the other names are escaping me at the moment. but Jordan Radamosi and Richards. Radamosi, excuse me. Ahedable was Ugh. a different year. Um, but the bottom line is that was a Super Bowl that Bill Belichick aired in thinking that the Philadelphia Eagles had no shot at scoring more than 25 points against them. No shot. And that's a fact. And as a result, it was one of the best, biggest missteps of his career until 2023 rolled around. 2022, pardon me. Yeah, and and now he's got a he's got a new something to add to the Bill Belichick Wall of Shame, which is much smaller, of course, than the Bill Belichick Hall of Fame, where most of the pelts of years past are per, are posted. This is Tommy Kern from NBC Sports Boston joining us here on WEI Football Sunday on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Tom, you did a great job this week, you and the Senator, on uh, all the podcasts and the, the various interviews. Didn't miss a single one of them. Great perspective. Um, um, some fun chats. What uh, what stuck out most from all of your various chats with former players, analysts, coaches, and more from a Patriots perspective? I might be kind of pushing my own agenda here <laughs> and what I believe, but... Feel free. There is consensus that the Bill O'Brien presence is going to be an absolute turbo boost to Mac Jones. He is going to he's going to play at a ridiculously high level. Spoke to Greg Tosell, and he actually made a great point. And Mike Lombardi both were two guys who I thought were really good on Mac Jones. The Patriots are going to confront the end of his. They're going to be in a Daniel Jones situation with Mac Jones. He's going to get to the end of next year, his fourth year. The Patriots will not have picked up his option because it'll be probably about $28 million guaranteed all at once, all hitting the cap at once. And then they're going to be entering his fifth year and deciding, okay, what kind of player is this? Is this a $30 million player? Which quite likely he will be because that's the going rate for a competent quarterback who will be the age of about 25 or 26. He should be all those things. Or are they going to push away from the table and treat it, as Phil has been saying, like it's a college program? Okay, he graduated. Now we go back in. And I think that's what's fascinating. And, and Robert Kraft, you know, we spent time with him at a breakfast where he, you know, really wanted to spend time getting to know some of the younger folks on the beat, some of the people he hadn't spent a lot of time with. But he also wanted to just, you know, give us an indication where his head was at. And he did an outstanding job of talking how, about how much he – really, really, really likes Mac Jones. Laments the same way that we all do, that it seemed was like it was a wasted year. And he was not blind to the fact that the economics of the quarterback position get more and more difficult for a team every year. So he understands what we understand. It's going to be hard to figure out how to keep a competent but not elite quarterback going into the back half of this decade. Tom, is it notable in any way that Robert Kraft has been far more forthcoming in his praise uh, of Mac Jones, even going back to last spring, than Bill Belichick? You know, Bill Belichick, everybody made a big deal, wouldn't say, you know, Mac Jones our quarterback when he's hurt and all this thing. And even at the end-of-the-year press conference when he said, Mac has the ability to play in this league, whereas Bill Belichick, I mean, uh, Robert Kraft keeps telling us, we got a quarterback. Do you make note of that sort of differentiation there? I think it's being in the trenches day to day with Mac and Bill Belichick probably remains a little agitated at the way things went down. Yeah, I, I kind of hosed you here, but you, you know, you weren't 
scot-free either. I think Bill, for all the things that we admire about him, oftentimes can be a little bit of a Teflon guy or wants to be. And we pin it on him, but you haven't heard him once defend Matt Patricia in an outward way. You haven't once heard him say anything about, yeah, I was pretty involved in the play calling too. I just want you guys to understand it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy on Sundays too. Never. Um, he has alluded to the fact that it was a collaboration, but he never said I was a play caller too. And there have been reports that he was on the headset more than we even knew. So I think that Bill will look at Mac and say, the guy that I said had a brilliant rookie year in July and has made dramatic improvement since somehow magically five months later, he can barely play in the league or he's okay to play in the league where he can play in the league, but boy, I don't know if he's, you know, better than a, a general guy at 45 on the roster or is a franchise player. That to me is indicative of Bill thinking that Mac had not a great year. <laughs> Why he had that not great year remains to be seen, but the no, the noise that Bill summoned in July compared to the tone at the end of the year was significant. And I think that Robert Kraft's tone remaining steadfast tells you what he feels about the reasons for Mac Jones flatlining at best. Uh, I'm sure you parsed over it, blogged, potted, and beyond about it, but of course you were out west when it happened. What did you think of the the Bill and Tom appearance with our old pal Scratchy on the Let's Go podcast? That was great. I thought it was excellent. And I, I think we've all made our points about Brady trying to deflect and rewrite how much was imagined mm-hmm. and how much was concrete. And it's a little absurd that he's trying to do that. But I think overall, the, the upshot is that the way they buried the hatchet after the 2021 game between the Bucks and the Patriots when they spent 25 minutes together in the locker room after a primetime game, while everybody probably was sitting idling in their bus, um, it was brought to the fore. You rarely hear Belichick that enthused. It's almost like hearing him on, hearing him on helium when he gets talking in a unreserved way because he's so you know, composed and stoic otherwise, but it just sounded great. I think that anyone who has enjoyed the Patriots run, whether you covered it or cheered for it, enjoys seeing these guys who, who made that happen, make sure that despite all the adversity during the final portions, they're fine. It happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're moving forward. Tom, the next time that the Patriots take part in a Super Bowl Sunday will Bill Belichick be there? Will Mac Jones be there? Will both be there or neither be there? Neither will be there. Ooh, okay. I mean, the franchise was founded in 1960. It didn't play in its first Super Bowl until 1986. It did it again a decade later in an un, you know, in a surprising way because the Denver Broncos got knocked off in 96. And then the 2001 litany of Super Bowls that were kicked off with lightning in a bottle. It takes a long time. I don't know if it's going to take 10, 15, 20 years, but there's four teams who've never even been to a Super Bowl still. Lions, Browns, Jaguars, and somebody else who's escaping me. Texans. Thank you. It's going to be a while. It 
it's hard. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to cover another one, but I don't know if I'll cover another one. <laughs> oh, geez. With the Patriots in it. You mean you mean retire or die? Oh, geez. Think, well, both okay. are on the table. Let's be real. Ask it. Both are on the table at all times. We're not, we're not getting any younger out here. Right. Yeah. It could, could just could be natural causes. Could be a long, happy life. Could be our alien overlords who are sending you know probes and flares off the coast of uh, Alaska and Montana. Who knows, oh. Tom? Phil could snap and kill you? Phil, yeah. No, Phil and I had a great week together, and I sometimes get on his very last nerve, so it was good. Good. Yeah, no, it was it was a great week, Tom, and I highly recommend everyone, of course, listen to the Six Rings of Football Things podcast, but Patriots Talk and Next Pats were great this week. Last one for me, Tom. We'll wrap it up here. Um, just a general football guy, football fan question. What are your feelings on Super Bowl Sunday? Do you get, you know, because you've worked so hard, it's been such a grind, what a journey – uh, do you get? Ha- are you happy? Like I can take a breath. Are you a little bit melancholy? Um, and then, who do you like today? I always go through postseason uh, blues because there's a predictable nature to the season. Okay, Monday's this, Tuesday's this, Wednesday's this, and you seem like you're casting about. So I I go through a little two week blue period um, where things get done around the house, you know, garage, cellar. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get out of it pretty quick. And then today, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to stamp them, stampede Ooh. them. They're not that good anyway. They're not as good as the Patriots, man. You guys just <laughs> understand that. No, I, think, I think the Eagles are going to run right through their chest. Nice. All right. There you go. All right. Well, Tom, the uh, I know you'll continue making contributions and uh, popping up on the, the Jones and Mego spectacular aggression for you whenever, however. But pleasure uh, in the time that we had on WEI Football Sunday having you. So, uh, enjoy your, uh, your Super Bowl Sunday. Keep up the great work, and we will talk to you down the line, my guy. Great work. Thank you very much for making these fun every week. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you both soon. All right, See you, you too, Tommy. Tom E. Curran from NBC Sports Boston. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, of course, he was brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hare by Awaken 180 Weight Loss and by Unified Office. Ooh, that was, a, that was a fun call. A lot to unpack there. We went a little long, but you know what? It was the last time with Tommy, and it was worth it. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. We'll unpack that, get back to your calls, and we will see, Andy, if indeed Tom was right and Patriots fans are not threatened by Reed and Mahomes and the Chiefs' kingdom. Is it coming for the Patriots' dynasty? We'll find out on the other side, but first, we trend with Ethan.